Hey mama, I want to invite you to something. I am hosting a free anger management bootcamp on the podcast, May 13th through the 17th. Monday through Friday, there will be a new episode released teaching you where anger comes from and what goes on in your brain when you feel intense feelings, how to lower your stress and increase capacity levels as a mom, how to shift your mindset to align your actions with the mom that you want to be, and how to break generational anger patterns. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a day and sign up using the link in the show notes so you can get access to the episodes as soon as they drop and an email summary of the daily trainings, as well as access to a live Q&A call on the last day of the bootcamp. Invite one or three of your mama friends so they can learn how to manage their emotions well too. Link to sign up is in the show notes. I can't wait to see you in there. Let's get back into this podcast episode. So you want to be more patient and calm with your kids, but you feel like it's so hard and you wake up reacting to your days. So much frustration on a daily basis. Listen, my course, Emotionally Healthy Mom, will teach you how to get to the root of your stress, how to control your controllable stressors. I will teach you how to prioritize your needs without guilt and show you how to calm your nervous system and communicate your emotions and needs in a healthy way. Let's make motherhood a place you enjoy living in and set a positive example for your kids and not a place of survival and dread. So come into Emotionally Healthy Mom course so I can show you how to ditch the overwhelm, burnout, and stress so you can become a patient and calm mama. Link is in the show notes to sign up. The flash sale ends on April 10th. So I was not planning on recording this episode and as I was in church on Easter Sunday, which that's what it is today, (laughs) Easter Sunday, I was thinking I am turning 34 and I just want to share with you some lessons that I have learned in the 34 years of my life. So I enjoyed the energy, how like skinny I was maybe and how fit I was pre my kids, but I feel like I enjoy the wisdom and the knowledge and the life experience that I have in my 30s. I feel like I already know who I am. I know what I like, what I don't like. I know my limits. I know my identity. I know kind of like what my passions and desires are, my vision for my life. I feel like as you get older, you start to kind of learn more of those things about yourself. And I, part of it is like that personal development and that time that I get to spend literally with myself every single day. And I think that is what kind of contributes to getting to know more about yourself and just, you know, more life experience in your twenties. You're just still kind of figuring life out. So I I've been a mom for 11 and a half years, so I feel like I have some sort of experience in just life that I wanted to share with you um, that I think you might find some some of the things, maybe lessons beneficial, okay? So number one, I feel like I need God a lot more in my life now that I'm getting older, especially that my kids are getting older. I feel like when my kids were younger and they went to, they were just home with me all the time. It was a lot of things were in my control, the structure of the day, what I fed them, things that I said, things that they watched. And now that my kids go to a private 
Christian school and just things are happening at like lunch and sometimes they'll go on a field trip or sometimes they go hang out with friends and like things that they see and say to each other, right? I'm not there anymore. Um, like friendships that they have at school and um, maybe some mean things that some of the kids say. And I feel like a lot more things are happening out of my control. And especially since like my oldest son, like he's 11 and a half, he wants to spend more time with his friends. And so I feel like as I'm getting older, I feel like my control over my kids is not there as much as I it used to be in the sense of like me watching over everything. And I feel like I need more and more God in my life to pray over them and to surrender them to God and for God to protect them and keep them safe from anything that is um, harmful. Number two, um, my mom was right. <laughs> she was right about a lot of things in life. And um, I think when you're a teenager or preteen and early teen, and maybe until you get married, you just think your parents are kind of like foolish and unwise and they don't get you and then you become a parent yourself and then your kids are growing up and you're like man my mom was right she was so right about so many things in life <laughs> especially if you have like a good relationship with your parents um i think one of the coolest things that my mom gave me advice that i will share with you that i I, I implement in my life. And she said it early on when I had my first son and she said, never, ever defend your child. If somebody comes to you and says, and tells you, you know what, your child did something or they said something, just say, thank you for letting me know. I will talk to my kid. I appreciate, you know, you coming to me, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter how much you want to defend your child and say, my child would never, ever do something like that because you literally don't know what they can do. And there will it be oftentimes where you think your child would never say or do something like that. And they actually did. And I have experienced moments like that where I never thought my child would do something like that. And, you know, know, I had a call from the principal or, you know, somebody, another mom came up and said something to me and I wanted to just melt into the ground and disappear. And I just said, thank you for letting me know. I'll talk to my kid. And it was so embarrassing and so uncomfortable. And then when I did talk to my kid, it was true. So that is like a great advice that my mom was right. And that she gave me. And back when I was a teenager, you know, I think all of us, we think back, we thought we knew life, we thought we had it all figured out. And then we quickly realized as life goes on that our parents were right about a lot of things that we never thought about. So number three, nothing is going to change if nothing changes. This is a really good one. I feel like this one I learned a few years ago. I heard this quote somewhere and it is so accurate. If you want some positive changes in your life, you need to make some changes that are probably uncomfortable. I remember my therapist once asked me, she's like, are you willing to live like this for the rest of my, or the rest of your life? And it was a really hard season for me. And I said, no, I mean, I could, but I know I don't want to. And then her next question was, what are you willing to do about it? And so nothing is going to change if nothing changes. Yes, there are some things that are God's responsibility that only he can do, but there are things that are your ownership and the actions that you need to change, the habits that you need to change, the thinking patterns that you need to change. Um, so if you want some positive changes, like you want to lose weight and be fit and feel good and, you know, mental health to feel better, well, then you need to make maybe some changes in your life. And so 
That is like a really great quote that I think is really good. Number four, I cannot change or control other people. When I try, I create stress and anger for myself. Ooh, this is a this is a big one. And I think this one is many, many moms or even many people can relate to this, right? Like we as humans crave control. And one of the things that the Bible tells us is to have self-control, not other control. And when we try to control other people, what happens? They don't like it. They don't want to be controlled. You know, think about your kids. Think about your spouse. How many times have you tried changing your spouse? And when we try to do that, that just creates lots of frustrations, lots of stress, and actually even leads to anger. Because when we try to do something and it's not working out, eventually it will get to the point of anger. And that requires a mindset shift. I cannot control other people. You can influence other people with your actions and your words, but technically you cannot control them. And if you try, you're going to create lots of frustration, stress, and anger for yourself. Number five, kids do what we model, not what we say. How many times have you told your kids to do something or not do something? And then have you ever caught your your children repeating phrases that you say and you're like oh no 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 <laughs> i did not want them to mimic that and they do uh, one of the phrases that i am working on is that when i'm frustrated and i am kind of internally in a bad place and my kids want something and one of the phrases that i will say is i don't care i don't care what you need or want right now this is what needs to get done right now i don't care and you know what happened I started to notice my kids saying that to each other. And then they would even throw it out at me when I would say it. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, they're literally saying what I'm saying. And if I'm telling them not to say that and I'm saying that to them, that is not good. And so that is a phrase that I have to work on intentionally because realistically, I do care. It's just in that heat of the moment when I'm frustrated, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm overstimulated and they want something and need something and I set a limit and they're whining and complaining and, and asking why, why, why? And, and you just want to say, I don't care, you know, like and walk away. And that's not a really, you know, godly response, I would say kind or loving. And that is something I definitely need to work on myself. Okay. So kids will do what we model, not what we say and tell them to do. So if you want to leave a positive example for your children in emotional regulation and taking care of yourself, go grab that course that is on flash sale. Today's the last day to grab it. It's only $49. Mama, like run, because it's going to be so, so helpful for you to learn proactive strategies to support yourself. So then you're less frustrated, less overwhelmed, less triggered to begin with, and your window of tolerance is much higher. All right. Number six, as a mom, I have a huge impact on the energy I create in my home, peace or chaos. So this is something that I started to really, really notice about five years ago that my energy really affects the rest of the home. So if I'm in a crabby mood, if I'm moody, if I'm frustrated, if I'm angry and raising my voice, if I'm snappy, my kids and my family feeds off of that. The Bible tells us a soft answer turns away wrath. And so if we want more peace and calm in our home and have like more emotional regulation and stability, emotional stability, it really starts with us. If your spouse is the one who explodes a lot, you cannot control them, but you can control yourself. You know, 
there's a whole another thing. You know, if you have problems with an explosive spouse, I'm so sorry that you're dealing with that. We all have hard days. Then there might be some boundaries that need to be set and you might have to reach out and get some professional help, but you are responsible for yourself. And as a mom, especially a stay at home mom, because you're home with your kids all day long, you really set the tone in the family. So if you are struggling and you are reacting, it will spill into the rest of the family. All right. So number seven, being intentional parent requires a lot of energy. Therefore, I need to prioritize my needs in order to show up well for my family. So one of the things I learned several years ago when I got on this path of personal development and starting to learn more about myself and like positive, gentle parenting was that I learned that it requires a lot of energy. It takes a lot out of me to be patient and regulated, calm, and, you know, bring that sense of peace in my home and to take care of myself. That is one of the most important things that I needed to do to show up and take better care of my family. It's not that I matter more than my family. It's that I matter too. And my needs matter too. And I need to show up for myself so I can show up well for my family. So your kids are not your excuse not to take care of yourself. They are your reason for you to take care of yourself. So then you can take even a better care of them. Because who is going to benefit if you're run down, exhausted, have mental health problems, have emotional explosions, like burned out, overwhelmed, like who is literally benefiting from that? Nobody, absolutely nobody. And self-care and quiet and stillness and regular proactive time to refill your tank is something that is so important and valuable that I felt like in the last few years, I really, really learned the benefits of that. Number eight, we grow in hard seasons in our life. And it happens when we are out of our comfort zone. I definitely <laughs> have grown a lot in the last five years of my life. Emotionally, mentally, spiritually, mindset. And a lot of it was uncomfortable. It felt scary. It felt, you know just uncomfortable. I didn't want to do it, but sometimes you're literally just put into that season and you can't get out of it. You're just walking through it. And this is when you lean on God and you ask God for help. And you also do your own part. You pray about it and then you show God what you need to do. I went to therapy, then I went to counseling. I bought self-development courses and read books and read scriptures and studied and learned more and more and things that benefit me and my family, my well-being, my spiritual wellness, my emotional wellness, my mental wellness, so then I can show up as that person God is calling me to be for my family. And so we do not grow in easy seasons in our life. Why? Because if everything is easy and everything is going our way and nothing is challenging, then we wouldn't need Jesus. Then we wouldn't need God. Then we would be self-sufficient. And that is not how God created us. Um, number nine, I can either beat myself up for my mistakes or learn from them. We all make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. 
our spouses make mistakes, our kids make mistakes. None of us are perfect. We all make mistakes and we have two options is we can learn from them and move forward and think about, well, what did I do? What worked? What didn't work? How am I going to do things differently next time? Or you can beat yourself up and say, I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. Why would I do something like this? Like I remember I had a conversation with my husband just a few weeks back. He, you know, said something to somebody that he's like, Oh, I wish I would have said something different. Like it was just not a smart thing to say. And, you know, I said, you know what? We all make mistakes. Like you learn from it, you move forward and you say, I know what not to do next time. And there is grace and forgiveness. If you need to forgive yourself, if you need to ask for forgiveness, do so. Um, but that is something I just, it's a mindset shift. You can either beat yourself up for it or you can, choose to do things differently next time, which gets me into number 10. Mindset is huge. It determines how you feel and how you behave. And it also feeds in your relationships. So the way you think affects the way you feel, the way you feel affects the way you take actions and the actions that you take will really affect your relationships. So if you think that your kids are frustrating you on purpose, you will feel very frustrated, agitated, and angry. Therefore, you're going to react, raise your voice, or maybe do something that you regret later. And therefore, that is going to damage your relationships with your kids and not help them, right? But if you see your kids just being loud because they're normally that's just the way kids are at this age. Your mindset is different about the situation. Or let's say your child is melting down and you say, you know what? I have a good kid who's having a hard time. They're just really frustrated and they don't know how to handle their emotions well yet. And so your mindset shifts about the situation about your child. So then you are less frustrated. You have more compassion and kindness and understanding. And then you come and give them a hug. And that actually builds up your relationship with your kids. That's just like an example. But your mindset, the way you think is extremely, extremely powerful. And it really determines so many things in your life, like your relationships with your spouse, your decisions in life. Like it affects your feelings, your anxiety, your stress level, your depression, like your bitterness, resentment, resentment, all of it comes to back to your mindset. And guess what? The devil, his biggest weapon is attacking your mindset. That's what he wants to attack the most and mess with the most because it affects other areas in your life. It literally spills into all the other areas of your life. So that's why mastering our mindset with God's help, using scripture, and then just using wisdom, like maybe from other people and let life lessons from them and just shifting your thoughts. If you think of a thought and you're like, is this helping me or hurting me? Is this actually serving the situation? No, it's not. What's a new thought that I can create? And some of it is just, we can shift our own thoughts. Other things we can ask God for help and guide us and direct us what we can think differently. But your mindset is extremely powerful in how you do life. And literally the decisions and results that you have in life. So those are my 10 things. I'm going to run through them again. Number one, I need God more and more in my life as I get older. I feel like, especially since my kids are getting older, I need to surrender more to God and let go of my control. Number two, my mom was right. She was right about, about a lot of things in life that I 
as a teenager felt like she was maybe foolish or ridiculous. Number three, nothing will change if nothing changes in your life. If you don't make any changes. Number four, I cannot change or control other people. When I try, I create stress and anger for myself. Number five, kids do what we model, not what we say. Number six, as mom, as a mom, I have a huge impact on the energy I create in my home, peace or chaos. Number seven, being intentional parent requires a lot of energy. Therefore, I need to prioritize my needs in order to show up well for my family. Number eight, we grow in hard seasons in our lives and we grow outside of our comfort zone. Um, we never grow internally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally when we stay in our comfort zone. Number nine, I can either beat myself up for my mistakes or learn from them. And number 10, my mindset is huge. It determines how I feel, how I behave, and it affects my relationships. All right, my friend, I'm going to close up and finish here. I hope you found some of these lessons useful and hopeful, and maybe it helped you shed some of your mindset and perspective. I want to remind you again that my course, Emotionally Healthy mom is on flash sale right now it's only 49 dollars. go run sign up it's going to be so helpful for you to set yourself up proactively to have a much higher window of tolerance throughout the day to respond instead of react with your children all right my friend thanks for being here and until next time hi friend did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.